Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the Aurora, Texas UFO crash. That's correct, the Aurora, Texas UFO crash. Now, as you might know, this crash happened clear back in April on April 17, 1897, where this UFO just came flying out of a clear blue sky in the small town of Texas, uh, crashed into a windmill. Uh, the, the locals responded. They found the dead pilot, which they buried in a local cemetery. And that uh, marker and then eventually disappeared. This whole thing is surrounded by all kinds of, of uh, conjecture and stories and parallel narratives. It's really, it's really strange how even clear back, you know, over what 120 years ago, uh, the way these stories run seem to be the way they run today. Now, if, even we can go to Wikipedia. The story's been around for so long, and it says the Aurora, Texas UFO incident occurred on April 17, 1897, when, according to locals, a UFO crashed on a farm near Aurora, Texas. The incident, similar to the more famous Roswell UFO incident 50 years later, is claimed to have resulted in a fatality of the pilot. The pilot was not of this world and was said to be an alien. The pilot was buried at the Aurora Cemetery. A stone was placed as a marker for the grave, but has since been removed. And that's where the sketchiness really kicks in at. So it says on April 19th, 1897, an article on the Dallas Morning News written by S.E. Hayden described the UFO crash. The UFO is said to have hit a windmill on the property of Judge S. Proctor two days earlier at around 6 a.m. Central Time, resulting in his crash. The pilot, who was reported to be, quote, not of this world in a, quote, Martian, according to a reported Army signal officer named T.J. Weems, from nearby Fort Worth, did not survive the crash and was buried with Christian rites at the nearby Aurora Cemetery. The cemetery contains the Texas Historical Commission marker mentioning the incident. Well, I, I like the fact that they did these Christian rites. This is kind of the same thing we heard about in that crash in Missouri when there reportedly were multiple dead aliens. Was that Cape Girardeau? And uh, you, you had the pastor called out to pray over the dead aliens that were that were dead or dead and dying. Uh, I guess it just points to the humanness of people, at least back then. Reportedly, wreckage from the crash site was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill, while some ended up with the, with the alien in the grave. Now remember, these, these windmills would have been used to pump water, not just to kill birds like today. So it would be natural that there was a well, on, there was a well under there. Maybe this was a shallow well that wasn't really putting out a lot of water or whatever, but it, it was, it was uh, considered uh, a serious enough situation that they just wanted to get rid of this stuff, and the quickest way to do it was to put it in a hole that had already been dug. goes on, it says, Adding to the mystery was the story of Mr. Brawley Oates, who purchased Judge Parker's property around 1935. Oates cleaned out the debris from the well in order to use it as a water source, but later developed an extremely severe case of arthritis, which he claimed to be the result of contaminated water from the wreckage dumped into the well. As a result, Oates sealed up the well with a concrete slab and placed an outbuilding atop the slab. And if you've seen pictures of this guy, his hands just look like they're, I mean, they're all swollen and, and gnarled. It's just terrible. Now, there's a theory, it says here, that, that was based uh, on a 1980 Time magazine. Wow, look at this. So the actual crash happens in 1897, and it takes these debunkers uh, 83 years to get around to writing a parallel narrative. It's hilarious. I mean, they're not quick thinkers. The hoax theory is primarily based on a 1980 Time Magazine interview with Etta Piggs, a, an 86-year-old Aurora resident 
who claimed that Hayden had fabricated the entire story, stating that Hayden wrote it as a joke and to bring interest to Aurora. The railroad bypassed us and the town was dying. Think about this. This is 83 years after the fact. This woman's 86. She would have been three years old. What would she have known about this as a three-year-old other than hearsay passed on down to her by other people? So to me, you're calling somebody an expert witness who was a three-year-old? Really? Pegg's further claim that Judge Proctor never operated the windmill on his property. A statement later refuted as part of the UFO Hunters episode, which found the base of a wooden water pump tower constructed around the well. So, you know, they can't even get their story straight. You know, the debunker has to go out there 83 years after the fact, talk to an 86-year-old woman who was three, three years old at the time. She uh, repeats some incorrect information and some speculation, and there's your theory. Wow, doesn't take much to satisfy these guys. And then it says investigations. The incident has been investigated on numerous occasions. And one report was broadcast by a local television station, KD, KDFW, Fox 4, and two other reports aired on cable television. Yeah, there's some good content out there about this stuff on YouTube even. It says in 1998, Dallas-based TV station KDFW aired a lengthy report about the Aurora incident. Reporter Richard Ray interviewed former Fort Worth Star Telegram reporter Jim Mars. Boy, Jim Mars, don't we miss him, the late, great Jim Mars, and other locals who said something crashed in Aurora. However, Ray's report was unable to find conclusive evidence of extraterrestrial life or technology. Ray reported that the state of Texas erected uh, an a historical plaque in town that outlines the tale and labels it legend. Well, what else could they do, I suppose? And then it says, uh, UFO Files investigates. On December 19, 2005, UFO Files first aired an episode related to this incident titled Texas Roswell. The episode featured a 1973 investigation by Bill Case, an aviation writer for the Dallas Times-Herald and the Texas State Director of MUFON. MUFON uncovered two new eyewitnesses on the crash, and one was Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time, and she told about her parents went to the crash site, but wouldn't let her go. And then she also told about the discovery of an alien body. Now, Charlie Steffens, who was age 10, told how he saw the airship trailing smoke as it headed north toward Aurora, and he wanted to see what happened, but his father made him finish his chores. Later, he told how his father went to town the next day and saw the wreckage from the crash. Now, these guys... This would have been from, I suppose, a 1973 investigation. So that would have been, what, 76 years after the fact. So the one old boy would have been 86, and the other gal would have been 91. So uh, I would find that a little, a little bit more uh, believable. Now, it says MUFON then investigated the Aurora Cemetery and uncovered a grave marker that appeared to show a flying saucer of some sort, as well as readings from its metal detector. So there you've got two sources of information coming in here. MUFON asked for permission to exhume the site, but the Cemetery Association declined permission. And the MUFON invest and after the MUFON investigation, the marker mysteriously disappeared from the cemetery, and a three-inch pipe was placed into the ground. MUFON's metal detector no longer picked up metal readings from the grave. Thus, it was presumed that the metal was removed from the grave. Wow, that is. That is sketchy as all get out. So they go there, they run the metal detector over, they tell the authorities, hey man, there's metal buried in this grave, something weird's going on, there's a marker there with a spaceship on it, you know. And what happens? Well, the authorities deny them, deny them permission to open the grave, which you can almost understand that. But then the grave marker disappears, and they come back. 
and there's no more metal detected. Mufon's report eventually stated that evidence was inconclusive but did not rule out possibility of a hoax. The episode featured an interview with Mayor Brammer who discussed the town's tragic history. Well, you know, you can never disprove a negative, can you, when you talk about ruling out the possibility of a hoax. I mean, that would be a pretty elaborate hoax. On November 19, 2008, UFO Hunters first aired another television documentary regarding the Aurora incident titled First Contact. That was pretty good, too, if you can catch that on YouTube somewhere. The documentary featured one notable change from the UFO file story. Tim Oates, grandson of Brawley Oates, and the now owner of the property with the sealed well where the UFO wreckage was reportedly buried, allowed the investigators to unseal the well in order to examine it for possible debris. Water was taken from the well, which tested normal except for large amounts of aluminum present. The well had no significant contents. It was stated in the episode that any large pieces of metal had been removed from the well by a past owner of the property. Well, you know, aluminum has value. Somebody might just hold that stuff off as junk. Further, the remains of a windmill base were found near the well, which allegedly, well, it doesn't, there's nothing alleged about it. That refutes Ms. Pegas' statements from the 1979 Time Magazine article that Judge Proctor never had a windmill on his property. So they proved that she was mistaken about that, or maybe this reporter just lied about it. Who knows? In addition, the Aurora Cemetery was again examined. Although the Cemetery Association still did not permit exhumation, Using ground-penetrating radar and photos from prior visits, an unmarked grave was found in the area near the other 1890s graves. However, the condition of the grave was badly deteriorated, and the radar could not conclusively prove what type of remains existed. So either this thing's been dug up and the remains have been taken out, or whatever was in there is just totally decomposed. The landowner gave them pieces of metal that contained mostly aluminum and an unknown element. How is that not a big deal? An unknown element. What, can't find it on our periodic tables? Well, it must not have come from here then, huh? We're not talking about an unknown molecule or an unknown combination of metals. An unknown element. There's only so many elements, right? Where did this one come from? It's unknown. Oh, well, we'll just ignore it. And then it talks about the fact that this incident has been, you know, uh, popularized in culture and they've had some different movies done on it. I just think it's one of the most fascinating cases out there. Now, I want to look at another article on this. Now, I found this article here on sctx.com, sctx.com, and that's Shelby County Today. It looks like it's a website, uh, maybe originating out of here in Texas. And it says it's submitted by Neil Murphy. Now, they add the... Uh, title says the texas ufo by neil murphy and he begins he says april 18th 2023 unidentified flying objects have been around for a long time now the most notorious of these being the roswell new mexico event on july 7th 1947 a ufo crashed northwest of roswell on a cattle ranch scattering debris over a wide area several bodies of extraterrestrial beings were, were reportedly recovered and autopsied the event was explained by the military as a weather balloon crash. There were no beings, and thus began the most notable cover-up in American history. Gotta say, I like this guy's writing style. The New Mexico event, however, was not the first of its kind. Some 50 years earlier, a UFO crashed in Aurora, Texas, but never received much notoriety. Around 6 a.m. on April 17, 1897, 
a cigar-shaped UFO crashed near the small town of Aurora, Texas. The UFO had been seen flying over Missouri and Arkansas earlier before it crashed. We must remember that this event happened some five years before the Wright Brothers' successful airplane flight at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. I just interject here for people who could who might want to say, well, this is some sort of blimp. Just imagine the amount of work and resources and cash that would be involved in creating a blimp of this size in 1897. I think we can rule that out. It says there were a number of eyewitnesses of this UFO crash. In fact, one of them, S.C. Hayden, wrote an article for the Dallas Morning News on April 19, 1897. Mr. Hayden reported, About six o'clock this morning, the early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of the airship, which has been sailing through the country. It was traveling due north and near the earth than ever before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was traveling at a speed of only 10 or 12 miles an hour and steadily settling toward the earth. It sailed directly over the public square, and when it reached the north part of town, collided with the tire of Judge Parker's windmill and went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank, and destroying the judge's flower garden. The pilot of the ship is supposed to have been the only one on board, and while his remains are badly disfigured, enough of the original has been picked up to show that he was not an inhabitant of this world. Mr. T.J. Weems, the United States Signal Service officer at this place and an authority on astronomy, gives it as his opinion that he was a native of the planet Mars. Papers found on his person, evidently the record of his travels, are written in some unknown hieroglyphics and cannot be deciphered. The ship was too badly damaged to form any conclusion as to its construction or motive or motive power. It was built of an unknown metal resembling somewhat a mixture of aluminum and silver and must have weighed several tons. The town is full of people today who are viewing the wreck and gathering samples of the strange metal from the debris. The pilot's funeral will take place at noon tomorrow. Wow, now think about that. He says here, it was, this is written at the time, it was made of aluminum, it must have weighed several tons. I think that would rule out any known blimps or zeppelins or anything like that that could have possibly remotely existed at that time. Even today, we don't have anything like this. Records indicate that the pilot was indeed buried in the Aurora Cemetery with Christian rites. Today, the cemetery contains a Texas Historical Commission marker mentioning the incident. Reportedly, wreckage from the crash site was dumped into the well located under the damaged windmill, while some ended up with the alien... In while some ended up with the alien in the grave, a large stone was placed at the head of the grave to mark the spot. That's interesting that they say here. That would explain why, I guess I should say, that uh, there was there were hits for metal at that gravesite. And then, of course, they go back, no metal found. Wow. Some clandestine di grave digging going on there. Adding to the mystery was the story of Mr. Bradley Oates, who purchased Judge Parker's property around 1945. Oates cleaned out the well in order to use it as a water source, but later developed an extremely severe case of arthritis, which he claimed to be the result of contaminated water from the wreckage dumped in the well. As a result, Oates sealed up the well with a concrete slab and placed an outbuilding atop the slab in 1957. The event was eventually forgotten for many years. In fact, there, there, in fact, there was a developed hoax theory. Well, yeah, give them 50 years and they'll come up with a parallel narrative. 
The hoax theory is primarily based on historical research performed by Barbara Brammer, a former mayor of Aurora, located 30 miles northwest of Fort Worth, Texas. In the months prior to the alleged crash, Aurora had been beset by a series of tragic incidents. First, the local cotton crop was the local cotton crop was destroyed by a bull weevil infestation. Second, a fire on the town's main west side claimed several buildings and lives. And third, a spotted fever epidemic hit the town, nearly wiping out the remaining citizens and placing the town under quarantine. Finally, a planned railroad got within 27 miles of Aurora, but never made it into the town. You know, a lot of times these UFOs seem to be attracted to places where there's an awful lot of uh, trauma happening. The theory was that Mr. Hayden was known in the town to be a bit of a jokester, and her conclusion is that Hayden's article was a last-ditch attempt to keep Aurora alive. Yeah, so you look back, you know, uh, 50 years after the fact or whatever, and determine what somebody's motives were. It was not until 1998 that the event was was resurrected by Dallas TV station KDFW, who aired a lengthy report about the Aurora incident. The investigation revealed that something had crashed in 1897, but could find no evidence of extraterrestrial life or technology. Well, since people weren't flying, and this thing came out of the air, you gotta assume that it probably wasn't people. Now, yes, they did have hot air balloons and that sort of thing, but you know, hot air balloons don't work that well when you're trying to use a giant metal craft that weighs hundreds if not thousands of pounds. In 2005, UFO Files aired an episode related to this incident titled Texas Roswell. They uncovered two new eyewitnesses to the crash. Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time, told about her parents went to the crash site and the discovery of the alien body. Now remember, this is the 2005 investigation that was in, that was based on the 1973 investigation. So it wasn't like they were interviewing these guys in 2005. That would have been like 95 years. Should have been 110. I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that these sightings that they're doing were based on 1973 uh, interviews. So that they, they, those would have been, what, 76 years after the fact. Still, they were quite old. Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time, told her how, how her parents went to the crash site and the discovery of the alien body. They refused to allow her to go with them. Charlie Stevens, who was 10, told how he saw the airship trailing smoke as it headed north toward Aurora. There you go. There's your eyewitness right there. He wanted to go see what had happened, but his father made him finish his chores. He later went to the site and saw the wreckage from the crash. What would he have to lie about? In 2008, UFO Hunters aired another documentary regarding the Aurora incident titled First Contact. This film featured one notable change from the UFO file story. Tim Oates, nephew of Brawley Oates, and the new and the now owner of the property with the sealed well where the UFO wreckage was purportedly buried, allowed the investigators to unseal the well in order to examine it for possible debris. That's a great episode. I can't think of the young guy's name that always had to do all the dirty work, but they lowered this dude down in that well. And I think there might have been a snake down there or something. This would have been really not my favorite place uh, to be at, at the bottom of a well in uh, Texas like that. But uh, it's a great episode. Water was taken from the well and tested, norm and tested normal except for large amounts of aluminum present. Not sure that could be good for you. The well had no significant contents as any large pieces of metal had been removed from the well by a past owner of the property. Further, the remains of a windmill base were found near the well site as earlier reported by witnesses. 
In addition, the Aurora Cemetery was again examined. Although the Cemetery Association refused exhumation of the body, an unmarked grave was found in the area near other 1890s graves. However, the condition of the grave was badly deteriorated and radar could not conclusively prove what types of remains existed. Well, you wouldn't be able to. Although the Aurora UFO incident was never commercialized, as was the Roswell event, there still remains questions as to exactly what happened over 116 years ago in the tiny town today. In the town of 1,044 people, about half believe that a real UFO crashed and an alien was buried there, and half believe the event was one huge hoax. What do you believe? Oh, what a great article, man. Thank you very much, uh to the fellow that wrote this, Neil Murphy. I wish we just had more material like this online because he just puts it out there. Anyway, that is the Aurora UFO crash from uh, April 1897. What a strange trip it is. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.